Hello, my name's Christiana, and welcome to the Oceanside Community Church Podcast. We're a church in Parksville on Vancouver Island with a vision to be fully devoted children of God, fully mature in Jesus Christ, and fully alive with the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to join us weekly on this journey. For more information about our church, visit our website at oceansidecommunitychurch.ca or download our mobile app. We pray that you'll be blessed and equipped by today's teaching. This morning, if you could turn with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and uh, as our bumper video that we just showed uh, reminds us that we are in a series called The Final Days, and we are kind of walking with Jesus through this final chapter of his life here on earth. We know that uh, I've got a little bit of a ring here uh, sound. It's uh, kind of hitting me up front here. If we can correct that, that would be awesome. Anyway, we are in this final series. It's been a, a great time of, of just following Jesus in his journey. And uh, last Sunday, Pastor Paul um, shared a great message entitled, The Real Jesus. And he began by sharing with us I thought it was a great humorous story where he talked a little bit about how that, how that sometimes people confuse, uh, many of you that know Paul, he's not only a pastor with us, but he's also a gym teacher, and he shared a story how that some people uh, question whether or not you can be, a, whether a gym teacher can actually be a real teacher, and uh, well, we know that uh, Paul, we know he's the real deal, so... Uh, Whatever he does, it's very, very real. But he used that story to talk a little bit about the real Jesus and how that sometimes people end up uh, having misconceptions about Jesus. They, they don't recognize him. They don't understand who he is. They, 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 miss, uh, they, they just miss out on just exactly who the real Jesus is. And he shared the story of, of Mary last week on Easter morning, how that she thought he was the gardener, and it, it wasn't until Jesus actually spoke her name that something came alive inside of her and exploded, and she recognized the real Jesus. Well, today we're going to talk about another individual, and we're going to call him the real Thomas. Now, I'm not talking about our family pastor, Thomas, but... The reality is there are people in the Bible that sometimes we have these misconceptions and we, we've already kind of labeled Thomas. And it's interesting, if I was to, if I was to ask you, what's, your, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of the Thomas that we read about in the Bible? What's, what, what comes to your mind? What is it? He's a what? See, there you go. The doubting Thomas. Now, how many of you would like to go through your life labeled with something like that? In fact, when I shared this with Thomas the other day, our family pastor, he said, yeah, I know, everyone's, you know, they, oh, you're not the doubting Thomas, are you? you know, like, 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 let's just, let's face it, folks. Life has been unfair to this guy. Life has been unfair to the, our Thomas here in the Bible in John chapter 20. And uh, we're going we're gonna to look at some things about Thomas this morning. We're going to, let's face it, um, he was known for some doubts. He was known for some questions that we'll talk about in a moment. But I think it's really unfair for him to be labeled with something because in, in reality, there's some tremendous things that we can learn from Thomas' Thomas's example. 
We're going to talk this morning how that great doubt can actually lead to great faith. Great doubt can actually lead to great faith. And I don't know about you, but I, I kind of relate to Thomas. How many relate to Thomas this morning? Yeah. And so if you have your Bibles, John chapter 20, and we're just going to read some of the story here. It says, on the evening of the first day of the week, verse 10, when the disciples were together, I think that's really an important statement there, they were together. When the doors, the doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. How many are glad that when Jesus shows up, he brings his peace with us, with him? And he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Drop down to verse 24. And now Thomas one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, this is Thomas, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, your version might say eight days later. His disciples were in the house again. I think that's important that they were gathered again. And Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. So we're going to look at a few things that we can learn from, from Thomas's example, some lessons, some takeaways that I, I hope will be helpful for you. And the first thing that I want to say about Thomas this morning, again, we're trying to remove this label that he's been labeled with that sometimes has a negative connotation. The first thing I want to say this morning is that Thomas asked great questions. Great questions. One of the things we notice about Thomas that, is that he was curious. And there's nothing wrong with being curious. He, he wanted to know. He, he wanted to understand. And I, to me, I think that's a tremendous quality in a person. When, when they, are, they, they really want to, to understand truth and pursue truth. We can see this earlier in John chapter 14, earlier in the Gospel of John, when, when Jesus was speaking with his disciples one day and he was talking to his disciples about going, there was a time coming when he would go to his father's house and he was going to prepare a place for them. And he used these words, Jesus said to his disciples, he, says, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you and, and, I, and I will come back for you. 
and I will take you to where I am. And he went on to say, you know the way. And he said, you know the place where I'm going. And I love Thomas's response. He was probably thinking out loud what the other disciples were actually wondering. And he, he said, he stops Jesus in the midst of all of this conversation about going somewhere and knowing the way. And he, and he said, he said, where? He says, he says Jesus, we, we really don't know where you are going and how can we really know the way? And I think it's a great question because those of you that know the answer, Jesus answered with probably the, the, the most quoted evangelism verse, the verse that we often share with people when we're sharing Jesus with them and, and, and talking about God's plan for their life. And it was because Thomas asked this great question that Jesus gave this great res response when he said, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no one comes to the Father but through me. How many have heard that verse before? Like, we, we quote it often. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And that response that we have lived with, we, we get to use in sharing the gospel with people, that is a, a, a verse that came out of a great question that Thomas asked. And I think it's something that we need to be grateful this morning. And oftentimes, the, some of the greatest truths that we discover come out of great questions, and Thomas is an example of that. Secondly, Thomas was honest with his doubts. He, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't being obstinate. He, he wasn't being stubborn. He wasn't... He, when, he, when he, he shared with his, the disciples, when he shared with the disciples that I won't believe unless I see, he was just asking for the same privilege that they had had a week earlier. Thomas was honest. He was authentic. He just needed more time. How many of you have ever been in a place where you had to make a decision and you just needed a little bit more time? I think we, we can all relate to that. Thomas was genuine. He didn't want to be deceived. I, I, I don't know, I was telling my wife Anne this week how just in the last couple of weeks I've had all kinds of, of phone calls where someone's been on the, on the line and they're wanting me to, to push line this button or line one, line two, whatever. Like, like we all know what, we live in an age of a lot of scam phone calls where we just can't trust how many know what I'm talking about? We, we're almost at a point now where we can't trust. And, and uh, Thomas was just someone, he didn't want to be, de be deceived. And I think that's a protection that God has put within us. And, and it's important that we pay attention. There's nothing wrong with wanting to understand. There's nothing wrong with taking more time to process and to, to be convinced to have our questions answered. It was okay for Thomas to take that time that he needed. 
And so this morning, I want us to say, some of you here today have questions. You've come, you are in, in this journey of faith, and you have some great questions. You're unsure about some things, and it takes time, and that's okay, and I just want to honor you for that. The third thing that we see as we move in this story with Thomas was that he valued his community. Thomas valued his friendships and his relationships. And you know, this is something good. His friends and his community valued Thomas. When, when Thomas, on that first night that they were gathered, they recognized that Thomas wasn't there. Thomas wasn't present with them. They noticed that he was missing. And when Jesus had come and had revealed himself to them, what's the first thing they did? Somebody went out and they told Thomas, they said, we have seen the Lord. And I, th- I think it's, it's beautiful to think that they value Thomas enough to go and take that message to him. We don't know when it was, where it was. We just know it happened. And Thomas, yeah, he did have questions. He did have doubts. He wasn't quite ready to believe. He wanted to see for himself. We've got to give him that privilege. But it's awesome to notice that a week later, it says they were all together again. This time, Thomas was in the room with them, still with his questions, still with his doubts. But instead of isolating himself, Thomas made the right choice and he chose to be with them. His community was a community where with his friends he could process his doubts and his fears and, and, and uh, he could allow his weakness and his vulnerability to come through. I want to just say this morning that one of the best gifts, and I want to just share this to us personally here today, one of the best gifts that we can give to one another here at Oceanside Church is to be a community of friends where we can feel safe with our questions, where we can feel secure with our our doubts, and where we can process life and the hiccups and the obstacles and the challenges and and the troubles where we can do that together and we're all going to react differently. We're all going to, to process life differently. But it's in a community like this, like where we are here this morning or even online, where we can do this together. That's why our life groups are so important, that we can be real and honest and bring our questions. That's why God gave us the church That's why your children grow up in a family because a child left to their own, um, it wouldn't be good. How many know that children, they're always asking questions? Daddy, why? How come? Why? Why why is this? And, And that's the kind of community that God has called us to be part of. And so I want to say today, this morning, if you have questions, and they're honest questions and doubts about life, you are in the right place this morning. This is a place, our community is a place where we can learn and grow and process 
life and the things of God together. And I'm so thankful for that. I love the fact that Jesus showed up. Jesus recognized their fears. Jesus was compassionate with Thomas, even in his doubts. And we come to the last thought here of things that we can learn from Thomas, along with his questions and his doubts and the fact that he valued community and he allowed himself to be present. Thomas also embraced truth. And we see how as the disciples were together again and Jesus comes into the room, comes with that same greeting. He says to Jesus, or Jesus says to, to the room, to, he says to Thomas, peace be with you. And knowing Thomas's questions and his doubts, Jesus speaks, and he, inv- he gives, I, I, and I would call this a great invitation this morning. I, I don't know about you, but Thomas might be feeling a little bit, uh, feeling a little bit of shame. Jesus has just showed up, and now he's actually seeing. But Thomas sees Jesus, and Jesus says, put your finger here, see my hands, Reach out your hand and put it into my side. He says, stop doubting and believe. And immediately Thomas' faith in that moment, his faith is awakened and Thomas believed. Recognizing he was face to face with the real Jesus, he embraced Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life that he had heard about only a short time earlier. And Thomas responds, and again, he responds to Jesus in a way that had never, ever been done before. And he profoundly declares, and if you see it here in, in Scripture, he said, he said, Jesus, you are my Lord and my God. Thomas not only saw Jesus as his Lord and Master and the one he was choosing to follow, but he also now saw him as his God. He saw him as deity, more than just mere man, more than even the Son of the living God, who he had been referred to earlier. He saw him as God. He was confronted with the real Jesus. And all of this came about because the fact that Thomas did ask good questions, it all came about because he was honest in his doubts and he valued community. And and this revelation of the real Jesus now for Thomas came as a result of a Thomas that I, I think we can take the label off this morning. And we see the greatness of this man and who he was. And so that's why I want to close with this statement this morning. And that is that great doubt can lead to great faith. How many are 
thankful this morning that Jesus welcomes us with our questions and our doubts today. I'm going to invite our music team to come and join us, and we're going to respond in just a moment. But I want to just encourage you this morning. Jesus knows exactly where you are. Jesus, you might, have, you might be one who has been in a place where you've isolated yourself, but the fact that you've chosen to come online, you've chosen to join us here in person this morning, it's a, we want to honor the fact that you've chosen to be part of community, and together we can, we can ask our questions, we can, we can bring our doubts We can come with our fears. We can come with our our failures and our disappointments. And you know what? When Jesus walks into the room, everything changes. I'm so glad this morning that Jesus shows up. We were praying before the service this morning that you and I would encounter the risen Jesus here in this place today. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. And just as Thomas was invited to believe, Jesus invited Thomas to believe. And we have a choice to say yes or no to that. I would say this morning, Jesus is inviting you and I to believe today. He's inviting us to trust him. He's inviting us to give our, bring our questions and to bring our doubts. He's inviting us to experience him. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads. And right now, there's some of you here, either online or in person, you're saying, today I choose to believe. I choose to believe that you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I want to trust you with my life. I give my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, that because of you, everything can change. Thank you, Jesus, that because of you, my life can be transformed. My sins can be forgiven. My life can be renewed. My life can be restored. Because of you, Jesus. Some of you this morning might be doubting whether God loves you. Some of you might be doubting whether God can forgive you. Some of you might be doubting this morning whether or not there's hope for you. I want to say, yes, Jesus is here in this room, and he's saying, would you believe? Would you believe? Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, or download our mobile app for more content. If you're in the area, we hope to see you soon. Until next time, may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you as you live by His Spirit.